Again, welcome to Legacy City Church, our 6 p.m. Sunday night meeting. On Wednesday nights, we are going currently going through our uh, basic training in the prophetic with Chris Valentin's teaching, and we are going to start session six this week. We have six, seven, and eight left. If you want to come and join in, you are welcome to join in, even for the last three or one of them. It doesn't really matter if you um, get the whole thing in it at once or just get some of it. Uh, every session is fun. And what we are trying to do and what we believe we are doing is establishing a prophetic culture in this church. We believe that in the kingdom, all of God's sons and daughters can prophesy. We all hear his voice. You all know the scripture. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they won't follow after a stranger. But oftentimes, we don't know how we're really hearing. We, we kind of, you know, we know that, that nudge, the still small voice. But for a lot of believers, they don't think they hear God. So the, the curriculum, the courses are really helpful in helping you discern and, and recognize God's voice. So it's fun. If you guys want to join us, you're welcome. We start at 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights for that. And aside from that, oh yeah, we're going to read a scripture. But I needed to share a couple things this evening before we start. Because since I don't get to preach, this is my way of sneaking in a preach. So um, the last couple days, I've, you know, I, I feed on different things. You know, while I'm working, I'm a working pastor. Um, I deliver mail around this area. So I, I've, I've listened to stuff all day long. I listen to music. I'll listen to you know, worship or a podcast that's political, or I'll listen to Christian teachings and stuff. And currently I've been going through a book that was recommended by Charlie and Lori, um, an audio book called Fasting for Fire. So if you have never heard of the book, I would encourage you. It will stir you just li I have the audio version of it. Um, thank you, Barbara. And I've actually listened to it one and a half times now. I had to slow it down because I really wanted to absorb it. But you have a lot of quotes from Heidi Baker and Lou Engel and other giants in the faith and how fasting has affected their lives, their relationship with the Lord, how it actually can start fresh fire within your own life between you and the Lord. So I'm excited personally to, to step into fasting but as I was just listening to things this week, I felt like the Lord, I wasn't sure if I was hearing him or not, but I kept hearing it for a few days, shore up, shore up. And so I shared it with a couple people, a couple people in the room here. And I just, I don't know why I mentioned it to you guys early on, but because we were connecting a little bit through Signal about today. So I'm just going to share a couple things that I felt like, I, I prayed through it and I asked God just to, kind of unfold that a little bit so I could understand how it applies for me personally and for our church. So if you guys are cool with this, I'm going to share a couple things. You all right? You all good? You want to know how to, what shore up is? Okay. So if you look up shore up online, I had no idea. I just, it's not part of my language. To shore up is to support or keep from falling by placing something under or against it. Okay, so you want to hold something up. Some synonyms for it. Reinforce, strengthen, brace, stay, buckle up, bear up. Those are good words right there. I mean, you could preach on that stuff. So as I, as I read through that and I was just kind of sensing what the Lord was telling me, um, I was understanding what he's saying by shore up. We're in a time right now. We're in a, 
in a season, a, some would call it a kairos moment in time, where we've never experienced the, the craziness, the warfare, the spiritual warfare that's going on in our environment around us, in our nation, in the world. I mean, bizarre times. This is a time for the body of Christ to shore up. Now, that can be a general word, but, but what does that mean for me? What does that mean for our church? So let me just share a couple things that I felt like God said. So shoring up is seeing a structure representing us as a house and individually, seeing a structure, so we would see this gathering as a structure, where visible openings needed to be closed or sealed up. So just think about that maybe for yourself. Maybe ask God sometime this evening, maybe even while we're worshiping, if he would show you any openings that you have that need to be shored up, any places that are kind of places of vulnerability or weakness that need to be shored up or strengthened. So here's a couple things I believe it can apply to, and this could be anyone in the room or nobody in the room. Um, obedience to the last thing the Lord spoke to your heart about. Think about what is the last thing the Lord was, was giving you instructions for your own personal life to do that maybe you didn't take him at his, his leading in your heart and, and obeyed what he said. So obedience to the last thing the Lord spoke to you. You know, often I've heard it said that, um, well, how do I want to say this? I keep thinking of what we tell kids, disobedience or, or uh, what is it? Slow to obey is disobedience. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to put something on you guys that we would talk to our kids about, but oftentimes you want to hear God's voice. You want, to, you want him to speak to you. You want him to lead you, but maybe you're in a place where you feel like, you know, I feel like I'm running into a wall. When you're in that place where you're not hearing, it, it's, it's really good to go back to, Lord, what was the last thing you told me? What was the last thing that you were convicting my heart about that maybe I didn't follow through on? Does that make sense? You guys? Okay. So I want to make sure everyone's tracking. Letting go of preferences and criticisms. So we all have preferences. We all have things that we can, you know, criticize because it doesn't line up to our personal likings. Um, but it might be a time to let go of some of those things and put kingdom things in front of us. So the next thing would be to be... Whoops. My coworker wanted to know if tomorrow's a holiday. We'll leave him hanging. We'll just, he has no idea what we're doing right now. Uh, be a builder of the kingdom and not a spectator. So there's a time to, to, to grab your shield and your sword and to fight. When there's a time to sit back and watch God fight. Sometimes we get confused in the whole tension of life and sit on the sidelines when God is actually stirring us. I think a lot of us probably in this room are feeling a stirring right now. You maybe don't know what it is, but there's something swirling in your spirit that is of God that is pulling you into a deeper place with him. Hopefully none of this, I, I don't want any of this, what I'm saying, to come across as a heavy or a burden that, that I'm putting on anyone. I just want you to, to be open to what the Lord would say to you regarding these things. So if it doesn't fit your, your checkoff list, then just, you know, we say flush it. Usually, usually when that's referring to prophetic words, but even encouragements. If it doesn't apply to you, just, you know, flush it. Just don't worry about it. Um, find your place at the wall. 
you know, it's, it's time to reinforce. It's time to shore up. So, so we need to ask God, you know, if, if that's what he's calling you to do, find your place in the wall. What, what is he calling you to build? And what, what is your gift set, your, your abilities that God has graced you with to help build that, shoring up that wall, the walls of the kingdom, the walls of the church? I'm no longer relying on old encounters, but pressing in for fresh encounters. So many of us, you know, we were talking about that tonight, and I didn't want to spoil it by saying, huh, God, we're tracking here, but we could go by an encounter we had with God 25 years ago and still be sucking the fumes off of that move of God. He has fresh encounters for us. He has a fresh encounter for each one of you in this room tonight. This is a house where we make space for the Holy Spirit to come and move, and we just want to we set, set the atmosphere for him to come and have his way. And we trust that during worship tonight, you're going to be able to engage with the Lord. You're going to be able to press into his face tonight, into his presence. And you're going to receive something from him. Even if you don't hear something specific, if you don't hear words, you might even just feel a, a mild impression or a leading or a prompting of the Lord. You might not feel anything. But I guarantee you, no matter what you pick up or sense, he is seven times more at work than you can imagine. There's so much more happening in the unseen than what is seen. So just even with that, just know that your spirit man, your spirit woman within you is going to receive from the Lord in the place of worship tonight. So, so fresh encounters. For some, it may mean increased commitment to being with the body of Christ when we gather. Um, I don't want to put that on anybody. Everyone has different schedules. You know, no one, there is no expectation for anyone to be here every Wednesday, you know, every Sunday for the prayer times and, you know, but, but that might be what your passion is. Maybe that's what God is prompting you to be, you know, committing more to. I don't know. I'm not speaking for anyone in this room. I'm just putting it out there. Um, and the last thing for some, it would be strengthening yourself in the Lord through godly disciplines, fasting, Praying, reading, meditating on the word, just being still before the Lord. When was the last time you were just still before the Lord in the secret place? Just quiet down, not saying anything, just listening. Uh, being still before him, listening, asking questions. Instead of giving him your laundry list, just asking him questions like, Father God, what do you think of me? What do you think of my life right now? What do you have for me? You can ask him all kinds of deep, personal, intimate questions. It's legitimate. Maybe it's just journaling. So that's kind of what I uh, kind of unpacked tonight when I was this, uh, this afternoon when I was just asking the Lord just to kind of give me some, some depth about shoring up. It might be something totally not even on the list. If you're feeling like, yeah, God is stirring me to shore up, to strengthen some, some area of my life, my walk with him, just open your heart to him tonight and, and allow him to drop into your spirit what he wants to drop in. You guys good with that? Okay, I'm going to, everyone's so quiet now. We're going to start. I'm going to play 
just about a 20 second clip of fasting for fire and how I feel like this, this whole thing of shoring up has a lot to do with this, this portion of this book. So if you guys are ready, I'm going to make sure it's turned up enough. Okay, here we go. By the spirit and power of God, might we be feeling similar stirring today? In this hour, do we, too, feel an all-consuming hunger to press into God because we can sense something imminent on the horizon? Are we currently in a Kairos moment? Are we, as a generation, pregnant with the next Great Awakening or the next Azusa Street Revival? What if this next revival will be greater than all of the other ones combined? What if we are riding on the momentum of all the previous revivals put together? A tsunami wave of revival so big that it will bring a convergence of the ages together? Will we choose to lean in and partner with what God is pouring out? Or will we let it pass us by because it might look and feel different than what we expected? Or maybe, just maybe, the beginning of this massive tsunami wave of revival has already begun. I believe you are reading this book right now because God is raising you up as a spiritual mother or father to help steward this incoming billion soul harvest that has already been inaugurated. You are here because you have responded to the invitation to go all in. Let me speak a hard truth to you right now. If you are not deeply rooted in Jesus, when this next radical move of God is poured out in all its fullness, you will be swept away. Now is the time to be more firmly established in him and positioned to ride this next wave so that it does not destroy you. Fasting will help you get more grounded in him. So that was the word on fasting, but hopefully you caught the part. What God is getting to release in the earth, and I believe it's like a convergence of what we see in the natural and what is coming in the spirit, we have to be ready for it. Now, that's a strong word about being destroyed by it. I, I think you can interpret that for yourself. What would that look like if a mighty move of God came that you weren't ready for? In what way could it destroy you? I think it just could catch us off guard, and we wouldn't be ready to handle the weight, and we might feel like we're missing the, prep, the preparedness. Kind of like the, the parable of the ten virgins, you know, the five that were ready and the five that their oil, their lamps went out and you know I'm not saying, we're not saying that this is the, the coming of the Lord but in a sense it is one of his outpourings one of his coming upon the earth in a mighty wave of his presence bringing revival to our, to our nation this billion soul harvest that we've heard over the years over and over so, so I'm hoping that you guys just feel a little bit of a, a perk tonight I wanted to share at least what, what was on my heart. This has really been um, not weighing on me, but just I, I feel a holy provoking from God, provoking me to go deeper with him. I want to run in to, to my first love with the Lord, but even more. I felt like God told me that what I have for you isn't just a restoring of your first love with me, but it's something even greater than what you had in your early walk with me. So why don't we stand up? Why don't we stand up? I know I, I, this is going a little lengthy before we worship, but
Maybe this will take a little pressure off of you, or you know, no pressure. I mean, maybe it's adding pressure. I don't know if you have an hour to pack in or 10 minutes, but we're not going to worry about it. And one thing I do want to say tonight, if it does feel like it's going long for you and you have something to do where you have to leave, we bless your coming and your going, and we don't hold anyone to stay a prisoner in the room if we have a late meeting. Um, but typically, we're done usually by between 8 and 8.30. So if it goes later than that, you know, no condemnation if you have to go. All right. You guys ready? We're going to read a couple Bible verses, and then we're going to worship. Maybe you guys could read this out loud with me. Can you, you guys got your vocal cords warmed up? You ready? <clears throat> All right. Here we go. This is some scripture. So this is right from Ephesians chapter 6. Here we go. Now, my beloved ones... I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. That's a good word right there. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Good word. Put on the truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Take the mighty razor-sharp sword. Yeah the Word of God. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. All right, let's just begin to pray now, guys. Let's, let's, let's open up the gates of thanksgiving tonight and enter his presence. Just lift your voice. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we come into your presence tonight. We come with thanksgiving on our lips, with praise in our hearts, God. We come for one purpose tonight in this room, and that is to glorify and lift high and exalt the name of Jesus, the name above all names, the name by which every knee will bow and every tongue confess. You are Lord, and we just say tonight, you are Lord, King Jesus. Come and have your way in this gathering tonight. Come and pour out your Holy Spirit. Just, just ask him, say, Holy Spirit, come. I need you, Lord. We're desperate for your presence, God. We're hungry for you. We thirst for you. 
God, we need more of your spirit. So we just say, let the more of the Lord come tonight. Holy Spirit, come and flood this room as we lift high the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Yes, Lord. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God, you are way maker, God. You are a miracle worker. God, that is who you are. God, we thank you so much, God. And we don't have to carry those things, God. You do that for us. God, you make the way where it looks like there's no way. God, you perform those miracles, God, that we need. God, we love you. God, we thank you that you're so faithful, God. God, even though we may lack, God, that we're not faithful to you always, but God, you are never changing. You are always faithful. You are such a good, good father. a good father to us. God, we thank you for the love that you pour out on us, Father. God, we thank you that you surround us, that you wrap your arms around us, that you guide us and that you lead us. Even if we may go off path a little bit, Father, God, you bring us right back. You are so worthy of our praise.
scripture that I would have prayed over you so why don't you just uh, why don't we all just stand up I know we stood sit stand sit it's like the Lutheran church or the Catholic church we don't have kneelers in front of you though you could kneel if you want why don't you just close your eyes just put your hands out in front of you I just I really want everyone to receive from the Lord tonight this is from Song of Songs in the Passion Translation, chapter 8, uh, part of verse 5. This is the Lord speaking over you tonight, over me, over us. As you were feasting upon me, I awakened your innermost being with the travail of birth as you longed for more of me. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. I'm going to repeat that. He's saying to you and me, fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as my prisoner of love. My passion is stronger than the chains of death and the grave, all-consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. And this is his promise to you. As you, as you place him like a seal over your heart, his fire over you. Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. Endless floods 
will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. It may feel like a sacrifice right now, but he wants to ignite you and me with his fire. The word of God tells us in Hebrews that our God is an all-consuming fire. John said, the one who comes after me, Jesus, will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. So Lord, tonight we say, set us on fire. Set a fire in our hearts. Set a fire inside of us, right here in the seat of your throne inside of us, right here in the core of our beings. Set a fire in us, Lord. We just release it tonight. We release that fire of heaven to come upon every one of your sons and daughters. You were born to carry the flame of God. You were born and designed to host the presence of the living God, to walk with him and be led, with, led by him and to host him. He's in you for your sake and he wants to come upon you for the sake of those out there. Isaiah said, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord, the fire of God, has risen upon you. Behold, darkness, thick darkness is over the land and over the people all around us, but his glory, the glory of the Lord, has risen over you, and they will stream to the brightness of your dawning. They're not going to come streaming to a building. They're going to come streaming to you as you take your light and let it so shine before them. Don't hide your light. Don't let the cares of this world and the, the things of earth, the weeds, the concerns. What am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What am I going to do? Seek first his kingdom. Seek first the king of kings and his glory and his righteousness and his fire, and all of the rest is gonna be taken care of. It'll be added to you, but you wanna burn for him. I wanna burn for him. He wants to set you ablaze. He wants to light you up. Just say, Jesus, light me up. Light me up, Lord. I was born for, I did not give up the fun, the sin of the world to have boring Christianity. I was born again to walk in the fire of God, to have encounters with the presence of God, to know the power and the authority of the name of Jesus flowing through my life. I declare over every person, over myself, you are a priest of God Most High. You are a son and daughter, and you are a part of a royal priesthood. You are ministers of God. You are ministers of King Jesus. You are a part of his priesthood. He is the, the high priest, our high priest in the order of Melchizedek, the order of priests that have no origin, the order of priests that, uh, that follow the one who has an everlasting life, one who cannot die, whose origins have no beginning, King Jesus. You are our great high priest and we are your priesthood. We are your worshipers, we are your lovers. We are your servants, and we are the sons and daughters that you have brought in to your family, to your father. So we praise you. 
and we receive your fire. We receive your flame. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We are going to shift, however carefully. I don't want the boat to tip over because I feel like I'm floating in the river right now. And I don't, you know, how river rafts are. If you start doing stuff too fast, you might end up somewhere on the side. So we don't want to ruin the flow. But I want to make room for God to speak to the hearts of any person in this room through any of our team that knows who they are that has the prophetic unction, the prophetic equipping and training that this house walks in. So if anyone from our team has any word for any of our people here in the room, this isn't testimony. I don't want to do testimonies. I don't want to do any anything other than a word of encouragement for specific individuals. I feel like that would be appropriate. Yeah, oh, and if you want to sit down, go ahead. Well, you, you stand up. Are, are both of you going to come up here together? You're going to be a power team? That's right. You just need to keep a hand on her like a power cord. And just go. And when she starts to slow down a little bit, just go, fire! More! We are, it's just so you first-timers, you know, you got to know that we are that kind of church. We just, we, oh, and I, I got to clarify, we don't manufacture, we don't make something happen that isn't God. We just, we just yield. We want to yield to him. But we do believe in God's touch. We believe in his fire. And uh, we want it. We want more of him. We want to be filled and overflowing with his goodness. Yeah, come on up, you guys. So, Kara and David, what's your name? Kara, <laughs> I had one of those, like, half a second, like, name, name, David. Sorry, I don't know why. It just, I could be looking at Tammy and I could call her someone else's name. I would never do that. That would be one of my kids. They, they get their names swapped around by me all the time. Just like my dad does to me. Right, Dad? Alright. I should have uh, so I just want to make sure you guys know before we just turn this over um, we have the background of the conference she went to. So Kara went to a conference and she's going to tell you all about it. Can I just do a brief introduction of you guys? So Kara and David are a part of a network called Heartland. Am I saying it right? It's Heartland, not Harpland, but Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network. I like to call it Happen. What's Happen? Happening. <laughs> so they're a part of what's happening, and uh, some things are happening with, with this ministry that they're a part of. God brought this couple to this house to build with us, and this is their home, this is their base, and they're a part of this family now. We trust them. Um, we've handed this, the meetings over to them to lead in our absence, which is really wonderful. Because if you know us, we're like, we've been here every Sunday and whatever other meeting with no break forever. And so it's just good. I mean, we've had some breaks, but um, so it's, it's a relief. But, but they're a part of this network, and it's through this intercess, intercessory prayer network. I'll just call it a prayer network through this prayer network that other prayer networks um, merge together and oftentimes they will coalesce into a gathering in, in some place inspired by the prophetic voices that are in the, the kingdom 
um, probably mostly United States prophets, prophetesses. Um, so they lean into the prophets, what the prophets are saying. Prophets like Tim Sheets, Dutch Sheets. Well, he's more of an intercessor, but you guys know what I'm saying. Um, your favorites, take your pick from Elisha Streams, Elijah List. So the, the prophetic voices of today who are really pressing into God for our nation and for the world. And then these, these networks, like Happen, will come together and by the lead of the Holy Spirit, they will release their assignments. And when we release our assignments, whether that's you and I as individuals here in Bremerton as a part of this house or an extension of this house like these guys are, your assignments and your release of what God gives you through declarations and prayer activates the angelic realm. Angels are real. We don't want to ignore them. We don't worship angels, but we don't ignore them. They are ministers and flames of fire sent. They are, they are winds, as Hebrews 1 says. They are winds. Winds. I don't know how quick they are, but you might hear one if you open your ears. They are winds and flames of fire sent to minister to those who will inherit salvation. So there are helpers. Jamie Galloway says they're the butlers of heaven. Who wouldn't like a butler? I wouldn't mind a butler. Tammy's had experience where they actually killed the angelic presence, got rid of the gnat problem, just like that. She said, God, would you send some angels, little nano angels or something? Maybe she didn't call them nano, but to get rid of this, these gnats because they were driving her crazy, and they were gone. Sometimes you might be just praying, and you'll see a feather. Well, your angels that God has assigned to you are often waiting to hear what you will speak and what you will declare that comes from the throne of heaven. So we introduce this power team to you guys tonight to share what they're involved in and specifically, not only, but, but a major part will be what Kara was re released and sent to go participate in last month in Georgia. So, and again, I have the, just the still screen of everyone's faces, the promo video, and then your word in that order. Give it back to you. Just so you guys know, so since your first time here, it's my heart to just get a sense of God's heart. And if he gives me a specific someone in, in the team of folks in this church, half the team that um, shares prophetically, they're actually gone tonight. But that's okay. We'll, we'll just make them feel guilty about it later. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we just want to bless people and really encourage. And I, honestly, I just see a lot of grace over you guys. I feel like you two specifically back there, like, you guys are, a, I don't want to keep abusing the word fire, but you are just like a light. You are a bright light as a couple. And God is just, you're like a lighthouse. Together, you're, you're just going into our region as a, as a bright light into this area. And I don't know anything else about you, but I just want to encourage you. I can see it, and I'm sure you guys could probably see the same thing. And I just feel like over you guys and over you guys, um, you're like close, close friends. And God has something for both of you couples. Um, you guys have been a married couple for a while, and these guys are fresh, but there's something that's going to come together friendship that is going to build passion for the kingdom, I believe. So we just want to bless you. We just, we just say bless you in the name of Jesus, and welcome to the house again. And yeah, we're, we're happy.
Patty, and what's your name again? Mike. I just feel like God has a new grace for you guys and that he's not done with you yet. So keep pressing into him and seeing what he has for you and dream with him. Dream with God. God, what's your heart? What do you want us to do? So we just release that to you guys. How's everybody doing? So I just had two days of intensive, advanced spiritual warfare training. So I'm still coming off of that. And I got to do all that at home, get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to join the East Coast and hear what they had to say. And a lot of what they were sharing ties into what I heard in Atlanta last month. So I'm like, this is the word for the hour. So I'm going to share with you what we do with our network. And I'm going to give you a briefing of... Um, the meeting that we had, I'm, I've got scriptures to share. I'm not preaching or teaching. I would love to um, go into more on this stuff because this is just my heart. This is my call. This is what we're doing. We're advancing the kingdom, but we don't have time for that right now. So I'm going to give you a big overview. Um, some of this stuff might be new for you to hear too. So we're still learning a lot. And I always have show and tell because I like to equip the body so you guys can get resources get equipped and just really like sink into what the Lord is doing and what, what he's doing in this hour. It's really awesome. We'll just open in prayer. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would bless this time of sharing, that you would give me the words of your spirit, that you would open our ears to hear this timely message. We put on the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. And I thank you for teaching and counseling us and giving us the victory. So my name is Cara Williams, and this is my husband, David Williams, and we live here in Bremerton. We've been in Bremerton about five years. I'm from the desert side of the state. That's where I grew up, and we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary in January, so we're excited for that. Yep. So we're the Washington State Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network leaders. So we have a ministry of prayer over this state. And Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network, they have leaders in all 50 states. They have a global network. There's 120 nation leaders. And there's also First Nation leaders. So we have leaders in Washington that represent the Nisqually tribe that are with our network and the Yakima tribe that are with our network. So that's really cool. Um, so September 15th and 17th, I was asked to represent the state of Washington. Did you want to throw up the, the first slide? Oh. <laughs> can, you, can you make it appear? <laughs> so this is the event that all the state leaders were called to for Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network. We joined together with a couple other networks under Cindy Jacobs and uh, John Benefil is the apostle over our network. And we had some other guest speakers with us. Lynn and Ed Alderson, they're the national directors for Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network. They're also in Kingdom Authority Ministries and Pray Georgia. They are apostles of apostles, leaders of leaders. They're really awesome. So they tasked the Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network leaders with coming up with a decree 
from a prophetic word that was given, so no pressure. We had to take a five-page prophetic word, and we got one paragraph that we got to share for the state. So each state got a decree. So we came up with that, and we were called to Atlanta to release that word. So first I'm going to tell you a little bit about Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network. Can you hold up the... So this is the book, Binding the Strong Man Over America and the Nations, by John Benefil. And it is on audio if you don't want the hard copy. Um, so this network is made up of many leaders. Some like David and I, we're just, you know, normal folks. You know, David works a normal, regular job. We're not in full-time ministry or anything like that, but we just have call to prayer and uh, anointing. Um, and then we have other leaders who, they're major business leaders. They have major ministries. They're members of the royal family we have that operate covertly. So that's really cool. You guys, there's so much going on that the Lord has orchestrated for not just our nation, but other nations. He's got this thing covered. It's really cool. So for Washington State, David and I stand for Washington. We intercede for Washington. We identified the stronghold in Washington, and with our team, uh, when it's timely and necessary to do so, we deal with those strongholds. And we also take guidance from the director. A lot of that's in the book, Finding the Strong Man, too. Um, so if you're about any of that, you can get the book, or we can talk more about that, too. Uh, one of the missions is from Isaiah 2.2. It's the mission to establish the mountain of the Lord's house on top of the mountains, like the seven mountains of culture, or as the, the house over the nation. And we do this in Washington State, and we do this in the United States by binding the strong man over the nation. And this word and network was inspired through Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce. And our apostle was one of the men in the meeting who heard the word, and it was in a room full of many leaders, but not everybody says yes to the word of the Lord. And Apostle Benefil did, and that's how our network got started. So we identify Baal strongholds. Have you guys heard of Baal, the principality? And we do divorce Baal decrees. So that can be a little spicy for some people, but it's a little weird sometimes, right? But we divorce Baal over this nation, and we enter into covenant with the Lord where those strongholds are. So some of the scriptures to back up what we do. John 10.10, 10, the thief does not come except to still kill and destroy, but Jesus came so we would have life. Matthew 12.24-29 identifies this thief as Baal, the strong man. Ephesians 6.12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. And Luke 10, 19 says, Jesus has given us authority to trample, trample over all, you guys say all, all the power of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. And then Proverbs 26, 2 says, a curse without a cause cannot alight. So if you are finding yourself with a curse, well, you might want to ask, hmm, is there something to this? It can be identified, covered by the blood, repented, and you can turn it around and walk back into favor. It's not a problem. Jesus has it covered. Yep. So HAPN does this on a larger scale for states and nations. 
And then we can also work with individuals and local churches, but primarily the call is over the United States of America. That's why we have state leaders established. So we make declarations. Why do we make declarations? Psalms 2-7 says, I will declare the decree the Lord has said. And Job 22-28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established. Our declarations establish things. And we know we heard earlier, angels help with the word, which is awesome. Hebrews 1 says, angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who inherit salvation, and that's us. And Psalms 103 says, angels do God's word and heed his word. When we speak God's word, they can go to work. Otherwise, they're, they're waiting around, right? We have a job to do. They have a job to do. So let's get to work, guys. And then as the ecclesia, the church, we are all called to be sent out. We all have a job to do. As soon as you become a Christian, you are, well, I guess you could sit on the sidelines if you want to, but, but really, we all have a job. Whatever the Lord has called you to do, that's needed in the kingdom. Whatever it is, all, all hands on deck, guys. We got to get this thing done. We got to advance the kingdom. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, we're representing the, the government of the kingdom of heaven. We are advancing the kingdom. We are not advancing our own thoughts, our own good intentions. It could be good, but it might not be God, so we got to watch out for that. But we're advancing the kingdom. That's what we're doing here. And so one way that we advance the kingdom is we lead with our Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network. So would you play the, um, the slide, please? Yes, please.
wow you guys i got to go to that and i represented washington state which means i represented all y'all all y'all did you guys know that washington state is called prophetically the whirlwind state have you guys heard this oh you guys let me tell you i got i got a resource for you can you hold this up please thank you <laughs> you, got, you should always have a teammate so this is called releasing the prophetic destiny of a nation it's co-written by dutch sheets and chuck pierce they did a 50 state tour way back in 2003 okay so most of the prophecies for washington state i don't think they've come to pass not that i can tell and washington state has one of the um, longest prophetic words we also have a warning in there so if you have a heart for intercession and if you don't ask the lord to give you one um this is this is such a good tool to have it's also great to see what the lord is calling the other states to do so we joined together all 50 states came together locked arms and made a declaration it's really cool so we're one of our words is we're the whirlwind state and we blow off the spirit of confusion in the state of washington that occult spirit, that demonic spirit that snatches the word of God out of the air, that thing is being dealt with. We and all of you carry that anointing because this prophetic word applies to the body of Christ. If you want to pick that up, you don't have to pick it up, but you can. These prophetic words are for the church of Washington state. So take ownership and start making those declarations with the word of God and agree with these words from 17 years ago, guys. They're still powerful. That's really amazing. Let me put that down. Whew. Yeah. So I love, I love talking about this stuff. I'm going to stick to my notes. I'm going to try to. Um, okay. So we went and we gathered on the anniversary of the Constitution of the United States of America. They didn't even know when they called this meeting based on Robin Bullock and some other folks that were saying, you need to do this. It fell on the 235th anniversary of the United States Constitution. Wow. God called. God did an all call. Everybody come to Atlanta. Everybody come. One of the reasons why we went to Atlanta, Fulton County, the most corrupt uh, county in the nation with election fraud, right? Hello. Uh, Georgia is also called the government gate state. They have an anointing. Uh, governmental anointing into the rest of the nation prophetically speaking and the seat of their government is in Fulton County so ba bam double government there right and we built an altar to the Lord and reestablished this nation with many other leaders many other networks that I'll get into some of those too and we came together in unity uh, different denominational backgrounds you guys like, this is really cool to see happening. So I'm really excited. So we're also, uh, we've got some sobering words to share too, though. But it's an exciting time. The Lord is equipping us. We're ready for this. We were born for this. We're battle-born, you guys. We're not flinching and hiding away. God's got us covered. He's equipping us. Yeah. So we're contending as one for the destiny of our nation. From Georgia back to Washington State, you guys. That anointing, I mean, I came back the next day and I was all lightning bolts again. Like, 
this just keeps happening. You guys gotta come see it sometime. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, it is. I'll, I'll do anything for you, Lord, I guess. Um, do you guys know who Dr. Alveda King is? Okay. Anybody not know who Dr. Alveda King? Okay. That's Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece. So she walked in the room. I didn't know she was going to be there. I was like, oh, my God. Oh. I'm texting, baby. Whoa. This is an important meeting, and like, oh, my goodness, related to Martin Luther King. So they called her in because she represents the bloodline of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh my gosh, she opened the meeting. She led us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh my gosh. And she preaches, you guys. She preaches, she's amazing. She told us to stir up all the gifts. She said, all the gifts of the Spirit, not just your primary one that you were born with that comes easy, but she said the church needs to stir up all the gifts. I'm like, all right, let's go with that. And then she commissioned us as state delegates. So I was commissioned by Dr. Alveda King as a state delegate for the Ecclesia Kingdom Congress. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just... The <laughs> oh, didn't, didn't we already go over this? Um, the ecclesia, the church, is the called and sent out to represent the government of the kingdom of heaven. And if you Google it, there's more information there if you want to look up what the Greek meaning is. So it gets quite expansive. So it's, The word for church is ecclesia. It's an action, actually. The church is not to be sedentary. The church is a moving thing. There's no such thing as sitting down. It's like in the early church when you became a Christian, first day, you, you're um, endowed with the Holy Spirit, out the door you go. It doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. He teaches you. We're waiting for people to teach us. We have the Holy Spirit, you guys. We do not have to wait. You don't have to wait to lay hands on people and be healed and for deliverance and resurrection power. I mean, it's good to have training, and we should seek that, but don't wait for it. That's the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit from 2,000 years ago, it's right here now. We're, what are we waiting for? So she commissioned all of us. So that was really cool. And I'm just going to kind of, it might feel rapid fire. So, but there's a lot to cover. It was, it was like 20 plus hours in um, a day and a half of just nonstop meetings. It felt like a fire hose. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, taking notes, taking pictures. I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna get all this. So, and with jet lag, yeah. So I just always, you guys pray this too. Holy Spirit, just what I need right now, you'll give to me, and what you'll have me take later, I'll trust you with that. I'll get what I get now, and I'm not gonna worry about whatever I don't get. So, so this meeting released some new revelation in the church that we didn't even know we were gonna be hearing. So some of this is like breaking news what the Lord is doing. So we're all, we've all been digesting, wait, what did we just hear? Okay, and we got some serious work to do with that. 
Um, do you guys know who Cindy Jacobs is? So she's prophet to the presidents. Um, she also leads the Reformation Prayer Network, or called RPN. And she's like a sister network with us. Apostle Benefil says, we're never in competition. We're always in cahoots with people. So we're just always working together with other networks. So she shared about this upcoming revival that we all know is coming. It's like here, probably. Maybe we're dipping our toe in it, I think. And she said, the thing with the upcoming revival is that the church needs reformers. Because revivals come and go because the reformers aren't there to help shift the culture. And the reformers are what bring everlasting change because they're challenging the culture, the government of the time. They're bringing in the heart changing that we need to see. So what we need to pray in, and I think what is happening, and I'm hearing um, many other leaders in the body of Christ say this, is I think we are seeing the revivalists and the reformers coming together. The reformers equip the body of Christ. So when the revival happens and everybody comes in and they get saved, the reformers are there. Now you go out and do the thing. Here's your equipping. Here's your tools. Here's your resources. Because so many revivals, people come in and they get healed, and then they're still on milk, right? And it doesn't really go very far. So, And I'm still learning about all this. Like, I haven't been around for all the revivals. So she shared that we as a nation... We're dealing with some principalities, some principalities of Baal. And this round, we're dealing with the unholy trinity. That's what they're calling them. The first one's Baal. The second one is Baal Ishtar or Ishtar. You've heard of Ishtar? And Molech. Yeah. In February... Many networks came together to deal with Baal Zephon. And I'm not going to get into who he is. You guys can look him up if you're curious. So this was based on a dream from Dutch Sheets. And he had a baseball dream in it where Baal Zephon was the pitcher, and he was throwing the balls out to the church. And there's this whole thing that's happening this year based on that dream. So it's really interesting. And you can look that up, too, if you want to. Little, little gold nuggets to go searching after. So Zephon is specifically linked to abortion and child sacrifice. So on Purim of this year, in February, my network and Cindy Jacobs' network and Becca Greenwood, have you heard of her? Okay. Becca Greenwood, her network, and there's about 20 other ministries who collectively gathered their state leaders and intercessors and we each had a different assignment to do on that single day. And we all did it. So the Heartland Apostolic Prayer Network, our assignment was to go to the Masonic Lodge, the main Masonic Lodge here in Washington State. And we read a, a divorce bail declaration. One of the other networks, um, they dealt with the Druid Gate in Washington. And I don't know what all the other networks did, but we all came together on that one day, every state across the nation and made a declaration on Purim. It was really awesome. It was, it was so cool. You guys, you hear about all the infighting all the time. But here's all these different streams with these different assignments doing what they're called to do because the kingdom of heaven is advancing. 
that's like the equivalent of having multiple branches of the military or even multiple countries together and doing a joint coalition strike. But this was done in the kingdom of heaven. And it was multiple organizations, multiple prayer networks, multiple parts of the body of Christ coming together in unity to do this. And they did that strike on a single day on multiple targets. So it was just amazing to see and be a part of that. Yeah, and that was another, that was an assignment that we got last minute, you guys. It was another like breaking news, everybody get together. We didn't have six months to plan, pray, and fast over it. We had like a couple of weeks because it was given under the guidance of our leaders. Um, a couple different, like Cindy Jacobs and our leader came together and they were like, we gotta do this thing now. This is what it is, and because of Dutch Sheets Dream. So sometimes, like, you guys, we got to get equipped. We got to get our stuff taken care of so we can go when we need to go. This is all hands on deck. This is an urgent message. Revival is coming. Revival is here. And we got to get our stuff together. Because if your house isn't clean, you can't take care of your city. If your house isn't clean, you can't take care of your state. Like, this is, we got we got some work to do. And then we got to maintain that work. It's not just a, I got clean one day. This is a, a maintenance project, right? I mean, you got your spring cleaning that we do. We ought to be doing that spiritually too, you guys. So they believe that this unified mission, uh, Cindy Jacobs and some of our other you know, national leaders, and we know that many other people have been praying too because of the work of the body of Christ. People have been praying you know, 49 years for Roe v. Wade to be overturned. You know, but a lot of our leaders believe that because because the church came together in unity and did a thing, that paved the way for Roe v. Wade to be successfully overturned. So we're not saying that we're all taking all the credit, but we did our part. We said yes. So we're being called to identify the current enemy and up our intercession. Up our warfare. So, one of the other books that, oh here, let me do this one first. This is Cindy Jacobs' book, Possessing the Gates of the Enemy, a training manual for militant intercession. This is also available on audio if you don't want to read the book. But again, this is a call to intercession, so I, I 10 out of 10 recommend all the books I recommend. But definitely, this is a book for the hour also. This is the fourth printing, so this is not a new book. This is tried and tested, though. So. It's going to be like Dana White. <laughs> and if you guys want, you can see me afterwards, or we can text the, the titles if you're interested. Yeah, and it's being recorded. The other way we're identifying the current enemy, this book has come up twice now, and this is making its rounds in some of the um, some of the networks. So breaking news, guys, just saying. This is the Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Uh, yeah, this is on audio. My mom says it's really good on audio, and she's like, it's a page turner. I mean, I read it, and I thought it was a page turner too, and he. He goes into detail over the unholy trinity. 
And this is what Cindy Jacobs read and recommended to us. So if you guys are interested in this recommendation, I would really get it. If you want to know what, what we're getting ready to go into, what we're dealing with right now, this is going to show you so much. Oh, you guys are so nice. I know, that was nice. So, the principality of the hour is Baal Ishtar. Ishtar, that's who we're dealing with right now. Ishtar is also known as Aphrodite. Did you guys know that? She's known as the Queen of Heaven. Ishtar is where we get Easter from. Whoops. Whoops. So, what we're dealing with are ancient principalities who want to come back and take America. We have, like, such a unique um, country. We weren't founded. We're the only country that wasn't founded on pagan ideology. Now, we do have ancient Baal caves here from the Phoenicians, you guys. Like, whoa, it's crazy. You know, 10,000 years old. We got those. I got pictures of them in one of these books. And they were doing Baal worship. That blew my mind. So we have a nation at stake because we have left our foundation, or we have cracks in our foundation. We're still one nation under God. We're still following God, but we've, we've been falling away. But we've opened up some really big doors for the enemy to come in. So let me tell you what Ishtar does. I had no idea. Did you know that this ancient goddess had transgender parades? Oh, yeah, that, that's not a new thing. No. Did you know that her temple priests were transgendered and they performed transgender surgery on her temple priests and they wore dresses? And it says in the ancient um, text, and Jonathan Kahn goes into this, that they wore colorful robes and scarves of many colors. Ishtar, she uses the rainbow as her banner of war. To declare war. Yeah, this is so not new. I had, I'd never heard this before. And I'm well studied in some of these things, and this is like, oh my gosh, makes so much sense what we're dealing with. This is the principality that is influencing people. This is why when you look at people, they're just in that fog. They literally don't see this. She's a seductress. She's the, um, she's the queen of sorceress, witchcraft, and the occult. She causes women to become masculine and men to become feminine. She targets traditional marriages, and this is what she did in um, all of her temples that were set up. They would go after traditional marriages and try to break them up. They would decorate the cities with um, a bunch of uh, naked people. That's how they would decorate it. Like we see this today. This is not new. One of her, um, her sayings, or that they quote her saying, is, I am a woman who can become a young boy. Like, what? So this is what is influencing the culture. We're getting to the root of this. It's deeper than the deep state. This is what's influencing the deep state. This is what's influencing the global elites, guys. And this is the mission that we have to pray into 
okay? And this stuff is hard to hear, and it's sobering, but the Lord is showing us this because we're called to deal with this, actually. The gates of hell do not prevail. The kingdom of heaven advances, and we have the armor and the Holy Spirit and the blood that speaks greater to march forward with Jesus and what he has called us to do. And we can see, you guys, we are seeing this, a nation is going to be turned around. A nation will be turned. You know, God's not done with this nation. So I don't, I'm not cursing this nation. We're not doing any of that. We're calling it, this is what's happening. This is the reality we're dealing with. This is not, there's no period after this. This keeps going and we're going to win. So, but we got some work to do. So this is why we got to get equipped, you guys. We got to pray for each other. We got to, we got to lock arms with each other, right? We got to bless each other. We got to bless the other states. We got to bless our nation. Like, don't just curse the, the guy in the, well, he may not be in the office, where, wherever he is, right? We got, we got to bless. We got to bless Washington State, irregardless of who the governor is. Because our work, we're, the, Jesus in us is greater than the plans of the enemy. And then these ancient principalities, like, all right, I got you, because I got Jesus. And I'm not, we're, we're also going to be careful, though, you guys, doing spiritual warfare. You got to be careful. So she said, revival is coming. You guys, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Like, we know it's coming. It's awesome. That's why we're dealing with what we're dealing, okay? Uh, I think Ishtar, she also sets up a false government. Or no, that's the, sorry, that, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the political spirit. I'll get to that later. Anyway, they set up a false government, which is what we're dealing with. And that comes in before the apostolic government comes in to establish the government of heaven. That's why there's so much warfare going on, you guys, because we're, we're doing the thing. We're winning. We're advancing. It's awesome. So she gave a warning, and she said, persecution's also coming, you guys. And so she said she got to give the fun word that pastors in Canada had to be careful because they might be arrested, and people got mad at her for saying that. And then, you know, it happened. And she said, sorry, guys, I'm a prophet, and the Lord told me America is going to also have persecution. And she said it's not just going to be the pastors. It's going to be, it, it could be anybody who is preaching the kingdom. We're not compromising. We're going to speak not our truth. We're not speaking our truth. We're not giving an opinion. We're speaking the word of God, and he's very clear about marriages between one man and one woman. There are only two genders. Abortion is wrong. There's things that they're very clear on. So this is where we're going. If you want to come with us. So that's some of what she shared. Okay. And I'm, I gotta watch the clock too and speed up here. This was such a good trip, you guys. I could just talk about this because it's so exciting. Like, we got work to do. We're doing the thing. We're getting together with other leaders in the body of Christ. It's awesome to see, you guys. We're, it's happening. We're praying. We're worshiping. We're building the altar of the Lord. Every state together. There is a hope. There is a hope. Darkness is getting darker, but the light is getting brighter. That's the truth. That's the truth. Exactly. That's right. So have you heard of Apostle Robert Henderson? 
He teaches on the course of heaven. And he also leads GPEC. So I didn't know who he was until a couple years ago. So some of these folks I'm also getting to know. But you should look up Robert Henderson. I don't have his, I have some of his books, but I don't have them with me. So he leads a global prayer center. He teaches on the courts of heaven, and he equips the church for the kingdom move in this nation and across the world. Uh, he also has conferences where they release mantles. So he has an anointing to just re release mantles to everybody. So he gave us kind of a warning also, and he highlighted the need to practice smart warfare. we got to be smart. Be careful when you're binding a thing. He said, be careful, don't bind global or cultural spirits. And he gave an example of even when he went to Hawaii, just part of the United States of America, but he, somebody got a prophetic word over this deity, and he just went into his mode, and he started binding it. Well, that's an ancient Hawaiian god that he did not have the authority to do that. And he had some health problems after that. So, not to scare you, right? So, he identified it, repented of it, and then he was healed. So, this is just some, like, don't be afraid, but be wise. Check in with Holy Spirit with what you're doing. We can't be so quick just because, you know, I got to be careful too, right? I just start going somewhere and just start saying a word. But we, gotta, we, can, we can slow down a little bit, okay? He cautioned on getting hyped for the move of God. A lot of people are just hyped. You're on the hype train. Revival's coming. You're just on the hype train. Oh, we got to be careful because that's happened before too. I think that's a good warning. We're hyped for the move of God, but we're not really moving with God. And then he said, just, so just focus on drawing near to God. When you draw near to God, that is going to bring unity to the body of Christ. As we draw near to God, we start drawing near to each other. And we really need to have a love for the, the body, a love for the brethren, for the bride of Christ. That's what we really need to walk together. So don't lose hope, you guys. Just keep seeking his face. It's going to be awesome. So next we heard from Apostle Fassel Malik. Have you heard of him? I barely know him myself. He's from British Columbia. He couldn't get into the country. They had all sorts of problems getting him in. And he's with Plumline Ministries. So I really recommend um, looking into him, Fassel Malik. And he had some really interesting revelations that were really new to a lot of my leaders, and they're considered like generals in the kingdom world like right up there, and this was like new revelation for them. Um, he's also a former Sunni Muslim who's now a Christian pastor in Canada. So it's really awesome. So he shared on the political, the religious, and the Jezebel spirit. He reminded us that America, the nation, we have an apostolic call as a nation. Thank you, Jesus. We are called to go out to other nations. We are called to be a father and a mother to other nations. We're called to steward the kingdom of heaven 
here in this nation and just be like such a blessing to other nations. He challenged us to be diligent, led by Holy Spirit. Mark 8:15 warns of the leaven of the Pharisees, that's the religious spirit, and the leaven of Herod, which is the political spirit. And he said that it was the political spirit that killed Jesus, not the religious spirit. The political spirit looks really good and convinces the other guys to come and do his dirty work for him, so you never see him coming. The political spirit will put you into a prison. Um, you'll start questioning your identity, your call. What am I doing here for? Am I really hearing from God? He said that's why John questioned if Jesus was the Messiah when he was put into prison, because he confronted a principality. He, the, he thought he was confronting the religious spirit, but he confronted the political spirit. And the political spirit will just put like a cage over you, and you totally lose your identity. Like, I've always wondered, why did John, like, John's given the call. Jesus is coming. And he's like, is this really you? Like, what happened? That was the political spirit. It's really devious. And the political spirit will stir up the religious spirit and Jezebel to get you all tied up. And then you think you're chasing and dealing with Jezebel and religious spirit, but really it's the political spirit. And you're not supposed to confront the political spirit like you are the religious and the Jezebel spirit. That's a whole other teaching, and it's really interesting that I could go into. So that's just a little snack piece, you guys. Ask Holy Spirit about that. So this was just, this was a weighty gathering. The work of the kingdom is not to be taken lightly. We have a lot of fun building the altar of worship, but there's a reason for this, and there's a cost to it, too. But it's so worth it. We need to be wise for the weaknesses and the attacks that are going to come against us in the body of Christ. We need to be praying for each other. We need to be praying for the other churches. Like, this is, this is really like a call to arms, brotherly arms. We need to pray for each other. But the gates of hell are not prevailing. And like I said, you guys, we were born for this day. We were born for now. You guys, you got it. Don't give in to despair. Don't give in to hopelessness. Whatever the news is saying, that's not the reality of the situation. The reality is what God is saying, and he has called us for this day and for this moment, and we got it. Holy Spirit's equipping us. It's really awesome. He's the best teacher, counselor, friend. He's got the best toolkits and library and database and whatever you need. So, if that wasn't enough, there's more. <laughs> On the 235th anniversary of our nation's constitution, all 50 states made prophetic declarations and pledged unity once again to Jesus as the chief cornerstone of the United States of America. And from this day forward, we are advancing the kingdom. Darkness getting darker? Who cares? Because the light's getting lighter. God even brought us a chief justice. We had a chief justice in the room. You guys, my mind was just like, are you serious? Like, I love, I love politics and the government stuff. Like, I'm all about it. But now I'm about kingdom of heaven stuff. So, so God brought us Chief Justice Tom Parker, 
Has anybody heard of him? Because I know I didn't know who he was. Well, this guy's really exciting. I mean, is this exciting as a judge is, anyway. He was elected in 2004 to the Alabama court. The liberals even wrote a headline about him so nobody would vote for him. You guys, wait till you hear what they wrote. They said he was going to systematically unravel Roe v. Wade, period. That's what they wrote about this guy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We had no idea. It's true. That's true. He, he's like the number one guy responsible for Roe v. Wade being overturned. Nobody knew. One judge, you guys. One person doing their job, being faithful in his secular career to steward what the Lord gave him to steward. This is awesome. So, you see, God ordained this man to play a major unseen role in the 2022 Dobbs case. Overturning Roe v. Wade, you guys, this is so awesome. He's the single most quoted jurist in the Dobbs case. Alito quoted him the most in the Dobbs case. They used all of his work to shift this thing and get it overturned. And that man was in the room. You guys, he was praising and worshiping. He's all about this. I was like, are you serious? He's all about the prophetic. He's all about it. I could not believe it. Can we have some of that in Washington? So SCOTUS based their recommendation on the studious, faithful work of this one Alabama judge. We just need one person to say, send me, Lord, I'll go. He was sworn in by Thomas Clarence. Whoa. On his Bible, he had um, Isaiah 126 when he was sworn in. And that talks about having just judges seated in the gates of the city. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh, he, sh he shared so much. I had no idea what he was talking about. I was just taking pictures. I was like exhausted. I got to catch my flight. My phone was dying. And I'm like, I can't get this all, God. It's too much. Oh my gosh. The man's right. Like, I just couldn't believe it. This is amazing. God, how did I get here? He shared how America, our Constitution, and the American Revolution were mostly influenced by Blackstone. Okay, I haven't had time to look into this, so I can't talk about it. But look into Blackstone. He's considered a great British thinker. He inspired, he's not credited with, but this judge does the work that, like, the deep diving work. And this is the man who inspired our Constitution, the American Revolution, and all of our founders. It's really amazing. And so many other um, world leaders, actually. They said even business leaders, even business leaders at the time, were taking his works because they're so inspirational. And they're based off of the Bible. He also shared that, and I didn't know this, evangelicalism was sweeping the globe during the, um, during the time of the revolution that was happening. Did you guys know this? During the time of our founding? Evangelicalism was sweeping the globe. Our founders were kingdom-minded. They were on fire for God. This is not a question. 
So after he shared, he shared that and so much more, he then unveiled two original copies. And I, if you're not a history nerd, I'm sorry, but, or, or, you know, this is amazing. He had two original copies of Blackstone that were owned by John Adams himself and James Madison in the room. So he brought those in, and then he put the plexiglass case over them because you can't touch them. He had to put gloves on. You guys, we prayed over them. We prayed over those books. Not because, you guys, we're, we're honoring scripture, not the words of Blackstone. But this book inspired and was owned by our founders, okay? So we're praying over these books owned by our founders who wrote our Constitution, who founded this nation, to follow Jesus first. So we prayed over these books. Lord, we call this nation back into the original destiny that the founders called it into, which was to follow Jesus, to be founded under Jesus. So this is what we did. All 50 states prayed, Lord, bring us back to our roots. We have good roots. Those roots are still alive. It might be hard to see out there, but those roots have not died. We are very much alive. So we speak life. Life and life again, you guys. Fifty states. Many denominations, backgrounds, other leaders like Dr. Alveda King. So good. Chief Justice. They all came together in unity to seek his face on behalf of our nation in the most corrupt county in the nation. You guys, we don't care. You don't scare us, okay? We set up an altar of praise, an altar of praise, and we made prophetic declarations. It's amazing. You guys, he's just, he's not done with the U.S. He's not done. He's calling us into action. You were born for this. You should be really excited. When the darkness is getting darker, you guys, guess what? That means the light in you is getting brighter, and they can see it out there. They can see it. We have a reason to have hope and joy. And speak blessing and peace, you guys. We can bless people. We don't have to, like, oh, everything is funky out there. We should just avoid it. Don't, don't run and hide. Don't go hide in the hills and just check out. Don't leave Washington State, you guys. Don't move to Idaho, okay? <laughs> Stay here. I mean, Idaho's nice, but stay here, okay? We need workers here. Yeah. So um, before we play the, the declaration that I made, I just want to read these scriptures again. Psalms 2-7, I will declare the decree the Lord has said. Job 22:28 You will also declare a thing and it will be established. Ephesians 6:12 We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. And Luke 10:19 Jesus has given us authority to trample over all 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 the power of the enemy, ancient or brand new, it doesn't matter. Your day has come. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Do you want to? Oh, okay.
So this is a <coughs> this this is kind of a heavy word. It's important, um, but God is doing things in our nation that I, I can barely even fathom. It's like being at the back of a cement truck, try to get grab it all. I can't do it. Um, but you know, so some of the stuff that stems from from HAPN is, you know, Dr. Benefield was looking at, you know, how do we turn nations around? And, you know, they discovered, oh, the, these elations, these nations are aligned with the gods that they're serving. Oh, well, God are they serving, and, and how do we turn them back? And then they started to see real measured value, what happens when people in a nation begin to, to turn from the God that they were serving to the true God. Know, Yahweh, Jesus, and and it, we it wasn't good enough to just sit with revival because we've seen revivals come and go. We needed revival and reformation, something that solidified the dominance of the kingdom in a nation, and um, so I say all that because. Um, that's what we want here. We want our nation to be turned. It's, I can't watch the news all day, every day. It's too much for me. I can't take it. And I'm just glad to know that we're on a winning side with Jesus. The kingdom is the winning side. And, um, and it is important, you know, that, that word of shoring up that you got, guys, we need to start, I need to start looking at myself and shoring myself up. We need to shore each other up. We need to start looking at those gifts closely. And I, I think I've tried to articulate this a couple different ways, but I am a warfighter in real life. I am a guardsman. I've been a guardsman for over 15 years, and I think there may be uh, some other warfighters in here. But in the spirit realm, we are all warfighters. Okay, and, and I've, I try to. I have to articulate this because I've been boots on the ground. I've been on a battlefield. I've had to wear the armor. You have to wear the armor every day that you go out. You have to put the armor on, or you're going to be a casualty or worse. And sometimes, even at night, you have to put that armor on and wear it because we don't know what the enemy's going to try to do in the night. But thank you, Jesus, we have the ultimate shield. So I have to remind myself that, the armor of God in Ephesians. And, you know, this all harkens back to we are not fighting. We are not fighting a physical battle. We are fighting a spiritual battle. We do not fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the principalities and powers of darkness. And so how do we do that? We come into alignment with King Jesus. We come into alignment with his plans. You know, that we come into alignment with his plans. He, be he begins to use you where you're at, where you're at in school, where you're at in your career, just like this one judge. One judge coming into alignment with King Jesus has been quietly, stealthily unraveling the works of the enemy. Thank you, God, for that. And that's awesome. And guess what? That's not the end. There's more. 
because he's bringing God is bringing down principalities all around us and we have right now we have an opportunity to join in that and so I want to encourage you guys to keep looking at those gifts keep putting on your armor sometimes if you think something's coming in at night put your armor on before you go to sleep And yeah, it can be, it gets a heavy word, but uh, war and battle is, is not an easy thing to do. It's a hard thing. So, um, get your rest in the Lord. Get that time with God where you're resting in him. Get refreshed. Don't overwhelm yourself. Also, you're not a, you're, uh, just Carr just got done saying, you're not going after a principality by yourself. Woo! I got this good now because we don't want you guys getting hurt. He's calling us together as a body in unity to work together. We're releasing his word into the earth. We're pulling heaven down onto earth, calling those things into alignment. So I just want to encourage you guys with that. So as, as real as all of this looks, the more real thing is... Um, the have you know, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is more real. So it is actually I I think it's because personal responsibility to equip you guys and you know to release that because I'm if knowing what I know, knowing how real it is, knowing how the battlefield is really each and every soul that is looking for freedom. And Jesus has it. And knowing that I can't, I can't go on, we can't go on knowing that we, we haven't done our job to equip and to build up the body of Christ. So, amen. So, I got to release the decree. You guys, I'm so nervous because I don't, I'm not a public speaker, you guys. Oh my gosh, my knees were knocking. <laughs> because I had to go speak in front of everybody, and I was nervous. So anyway, but I don't think I looked nervous on the clip, so that's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, now that I told you, maybe you can be like, oh, there's, there's her knees. I don't know. I'm just saying. I was nervous because, you know, I'm like little, like, small fry in front of all of these, like, oh, my gosh, experienced, mature leaders, and I'm like, hi, I'm new, guys. I mean, I know how to hear from the Lord, but, you know. Anyway, so we'll play that, and then I want David to blow the shofar at the end, please. There is no warning. So even if I tell you that this is loud, <laughs> Washington, the whirlwind state. We declare Washington State comes into agreement with the whirlwind of the Spirit. We welcome and release the wind of Pentecost and judgment that blows off confusion, brings the church into alignment, and multiplies the harvest in and through Washington State. We declare Washington State is overshadowed by Holy Spirit, causing dormant seeds to be rebirthed, resurrection power of dead promises back to life, and deliverance to break out sweeping yeah. the state. Yeah. 
we declare the canopy structure is broken off. The Lord is resurrecting and finishing everything he started in Washington. The movements of the past are now connected to the future. We declare Washington State receives the gift of Isaac. We decree the eagles of Washington State are kicked from their nests by the force of heaven and the captured eagles in the reservations and are loosed now to fly together and a surrounding of the space needle will release an explosion of revelation and fully changing the atmosphere, flooding the state with the anointing of the Lord. Everybody stand. And I want David, I want you to do that one more time. And then when he's done, can you guys release a roar? Release a shout to the Lord? The sound that displaces the enemy? The sound that sets the captive free? The sound that calls your spirit to attention? guys wow <laughs> that probably blew the earwax out of some of your ears so, whoo fire all right well we're gonna I'll just close in prayer and if you need if you need prayer for healing or any kind of prayer at all just come up to the front and we're gonna let everyone just kind of mingle about and have coffee cookies or if you have to go we just say blessings on you um, but yeah so Jesus, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you, God, for that truckload of, <laughs> that freight train of information. But God, we thank you that we have technology. We can go back and listen. We can take some notes, jot down books, all, the, all that good stuff. Yeah, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the opportunity. Even though we're a small gathering, we just get the goods. You've, you've blessed this house with the goods, God, and we're so grateful. And we won't take it lightly, Lord. We'll We'll take heed, we'll take to heart what you're giving to us and what you're revealing to us, Lord. And we just say tonight, God, just light us up. Light us up, God. Shore us up. Strengthen us in the spirit. We want to be your mighty warriors that you dreamt about before we came to know you. God, we want to fulfill the dream in your heart that you have over every person in this life. So we just press in in Jesus' name and we just say, here we are, Lord. Here we are. We belong to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So if you want prayer, go ahead and come on up to the front. Otherwise...
Enjoy some fellowship. Be blessed.